there, I'm Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I'm committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 47, all about the two to one nap transition, which in my mind was so awesome. A lot of times my families that I work with dread leaving the morning nap because we can count on two times a day where baby goes down. And now why would we get rid of a nap and go down to one middle of the day nap? But here's the deal. This is going to be such a freedom for you. And I want you to be able to enjoy this. And we're also trying to get one longer midday nap. So we're going to talk about that transition. But before I do, I want to share a review from iTunes about the podcast. This is titled a must have for any parent. Becca's podcast and coaching have been life-changing in our house. Our little one went from needing to be held in order to sleep to sleeping in her crib all night. That's 12 hours. She's so much happier now that she is getting the rest she needs and we are able to function too. Now we can even go on dates because we know our little one will go to sleep no problem. Ah, that never gets old to hear that. Thank you so much for sharing. And if you have just an amazing before and after story, or you just really love this podcast and you've told all your mom friends about it, would you do me a huge favor and head to iTunes, scroll down in the show notes and go review this podcast. Just leave some quick stars and a quick little note about what you think. It just really helps to spread the message that sleep is a thing and we want to make that possible. So thank you for sharing. All right, guys, two to one nap. Just a few things I need to share before we talk about strategy. I am going to just baseline assume that as you're listening to this podcast, your little one has independent sleep skills. That's kind of the foundation. Like we actually cannot talk about how to make a change in naps unless your little one knows how to sleep independently. So if you're here listening, you're like, yes, I'm ready to make that nap transition. Oh, wait, but I rock my little one or they have a bottle to go to sleep or whatever it is. If your little one is not going into their crib awake and puts themselves to sleep, then the first thing you need to do is head to littlezsleep.com ecoaching and you need to get your plan on how to get your little one to sleep independently because within that, we need to tackle nights and naps all at the same time. So they'd go hand in hand. So assuming your little one does sleep independently, here's what we need to look at. Anywhere between 12 and 14 months, your baby, your now toddler actually, is ready to go down to one nap. Now, the oldest I've seen is 16 months. They were just really hanging on to the two-nap schedule, and we actually needed to make the change because they were waking up super early in the morning, but that's something different we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Now, 12 to 14 months is the average. There definitely are times where I have made the call a little bit early. The earliest I've ever done this change is nine months old. That was super rare. So it's not like it just is impossible. It's just more rare. And here are the signs I want you to look for. If your little one is about 12 months or up to 14 months, I want you to note, is your little one going down for their morning nap without a problem? They go down easy and they sleep well. But then comes the afternoon nap and they are either fighting you, maybe like physically, like, no, I don't want to get in the crib, or they are protesting or they are just playing around in their bed. And if they are completely rejecting that second nap for a good five out of seven days for two weeks, it's probably time to make a change. So if they could be fighting that second nap, but I also have to say every kid is different. And I feel like this is just a lesson for me, but my second child, she actually rejected her first nap of the day. 
and then slept fine for her afternoon nap. So that was a good call for me to understand that it's not always this very clear cut, you know, if they reject the second nap, that's what it is. Sometimes it could be they reject the first nap. So if you start to see a change there where they reject one nap, but they take the other and you track that for two weeks, that may be a sign. The other thing you might see is that they take two naps, but they are mega short. Like they're only getting one sleep cycle, waking up, I'm done because they know they'll get a little one later. And that's important because what we need to be doing is taking these two shorter naps and consolidating them into one midday nap. We're aiming for about a really a minimum of 90 minutes, but at most a two and a half hour nap. So anywhere from one and a half to two and a half hours would be great for a midday nap. Um, Some other signs that you might be noticing is that your little one is taking two good naps, but they're waking up early in the morning. I'm talking like 4, 5 a.m., ready to start the day because they're getting too much daytime sleep. So those are a few signs. Now, you might be selfish like me. (laughs) You see, my girls, I don't know what happened, but we just happened to have, when they turned one, like the week before they turned one, we happened to be going out of town for family weddings in California. So we were going from East Coast to West Coast. And as that date approached, I was like, there is no way I'm traveling with a baby, toddler, toddler, baby, whatever, who is going to be sleeping two times a day. Like, no, I want to be able to enjoy my vacation and enjoy being out in California. So because our girls slept 12 hours solid all night long, they had great independent sleep skills. I went ahead right like the day they turned one and got them into a one nap schedule. So yes, that is a possibility. And I've actually done that many times with clients who came to me and they have a 12 month old or they have a 13 or 14 month old. We're just jumping straight to that one nap schedule. I've also done this in situations where maybe you find this is true for you. Your little one is in daycare and the director says, hey, it's time to move because your little one's like running now. It's time to move to the toddler class and we're going down to one nap. So there are situations where we kind of have to force it. For me, it was selfish. I wanted to enjoy my vacation, but they also did it. They had a beautiful transition. All was fine. All was well. They still sleep 12 hours a night to this day. So that's okay sometimes to make that selfish call. It's really not selfish. It's fine. Um, But the other things we want to look for are just those signs. So whether you want to actually force your child to one nap because they have great sleep skills, there is maybe a life situation or circumstance that you want to get them to one nap, go for it. I did it too. Or if you want to wait for those signs, those things I just mentioned, you should look out for those. Now, how we should make this transition. The rundown, the quick rundown of schedule and what to do and what to expect. I would like for your child's midday nap to be anywhere between 12 and 1 as far as when they go to sleep. Usually we're looking at a 12 or 12.30, but there are some daycare situations or if your child is maybe on an 8 or 9 a.m. wake time, we're going to go with a 1 p.m. nap time. 1 p.m. is the latest I would go. Very rarely do I see children who eagerly go down for a nap at 1.30 p.m. Why? Because they actually get a second wind. And then they're just not wanting to go to sleep because they're overtired and you're working against their natural rhythm. So please don't go after 1 p.m. But um, again, some of those circumstances where school pickup and things like that, then rush home and get your little one to nap maybe at like 1.05 or 1.15 
but usually you'll have a big fight if you go after one. So let's stick somewhere between 12 and one. And I want you to figure out what time works best for your family or what time the school is. And that's what you're going to do. So if your school, um, Monday through Friday, they do a 1230 nap. Great. Then on Saturday and Sunday, you're doing a 1230 nap. Now I had a family ask me yesterday, but when am I supposed to feed my kid? Like, we're feeding their lunch right now at 12. So when am I supposed to feed them lunch? The answer to that is right before their nap. So depending on how slow or fast your child eats, I want you to offer them their lunch and then immediately put them down for their nap. Because if we linger too long, if your little one has lunch at 11 to 11.30 and then from 11.30 to 12, they play, so often they will get a second wind from that delicious lunch they just ate and they will refuse their nap because they're feeling energized. So I want to catch them because, I mean, heck, I'd love to take a nap after I eat lunch. So really catch them like right after they eat lunch, wipe them down, clean them up, go to their room, go put them down for a nap. And I often find daycares are doing that same thing. So they know what's up. So I definitely want to have those back to back. Now, when you are taking your child to go get ready for the nap, I would like for you to continue doing your nap time routine. That might be changing their diaper, putting their sleep sack on, reading a book, and saying night-night. You also might consider putting them into PJs now. So because this transition happens around that one-year mark, you may find yourself like they're wearing those cute little baby jeans. I'm calling them babies. They're baby toddlers, whatever. Um, They're wearing their cute little like, you know, toddler jeans and their cute little outfits, but they're not exactly cozy. So if you think about when you want to go take a nap, you get comfortable. Let's do the same thing for your child. So go ahead and put them in PJs. If they still use a sleep sack, awesome. You can keep doing that. Um, PJ, sleep sack, do your little book time, say night-night and get them down. So that's your little nap time routine. That's really about five, maybe 10 minutes. And then they're down for their nap to cue them for sleep. Time to go to sleep, night-night. So once we've gotten to our goal time, wherever you've landed between 12 and one, you're doing lunch, clean them up, immediately take them to their room, do their little nap time routine, put them down. It's night-night time. Okay, so that's like the, the fast track to what we're going for. But let's back up and talk about how you're going to get your kid to go to this one midday nap. Now that you have your goal time in mind, let's back up to when do they have their first morning nap. If you're listening to this podcast and you're ready to make the change, I want you to jot this down on a piece of paper because I'm a visual person, so I've done it myself. What I want you to look at is every two days, you're going to push their morning nap forward by 30 minutes. So let's say your little one takes a nap at 930. Okay, well, the day you're ready to get them on a one-nap schedule, push that morning nap to 10. And then after two days, 10.30. After two days, 11. And so forth, push it every two days, 30 minutes, until you hit your goal of 12, 12.30, wherever you are. That's where you'll stay. Now, I would like for you to get there every two days. Keep pushing it because... If you don't, you're going to be stuck in limbo. I have seen this happen way too often where all of a sudden we find the time that your little one goes down easy. So like, oh, cool, great. My kid goes down really well at 11. They sleep from 11 to 1230. But then you can't go from 1230 to 7. So you're going to be tempted to just kind of pause and stop and linger. But you really need to keep pushing. So Keep me in your in your ears. Push, 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 and let's go all the way to the time that we're looking for. And generally, it takes about a week to a week and a half to get there. So every two days, push that nap forward. Now, inevitably, there are going to be some what ifs that happen, and I get it. What if my child takes a short nap? What do I do? Well, that actually can be pretty common. Like the three to two nap change, this two to one nap change is going to leave your child overtired. 
And I work really hard to avoid overtiredness, but sometimes you can't. You have, you just have to face it head on. Your little one is going to be overtired. So what I would suggest you do is when your child used to have their morning nap, first of all, don't go out in the car. Don't go for a stroller ride. Keep them at home or keep them with the sitter. Offer them a snack like fruit or some type of natural energizer that has natural sugars in it to keep them going. Don't give them a sippy cup or a bottle of milk. By the way, bottles are gone now. Check out episode 25 for that. And I want to make sure they have no like sleep associations at that old time. So push them, push them because they will show signs of ready to go. But as you push your child later and later, they're going to be showing you cues all over the place, rubbing their eyes, yawning, don't give in. Keep pushing them, pushing them every two days. Your child is probably going to take short naps in the beginning of this because when your child is overtired, they're going to crash and they're actually only going to sleep for like one, maybe two sleep cycles, wake up and feel like they're done. That's normal. Okay, so it's going to take some time for your little one to even out to taking a nice long nap. If your little one does take this infamous short nap, if you're in my e-coaching, we talk about different short nap strategies, one of the first things I want you to do is just hold off. Don't go rushing in to get your child just because they only slept from 11 to 11.30. Give them a little bit of time, give them a little bit of space and see like, hey, can you remember that you're still tired right now? It's nap time. And if they can't, okay, go go in there, go get them up and move on with your day. But you may find you have to offer some type of little second nap just to get them to bedtime. Obviously, your you know, 13-month-old cannot survive on one 30-minute nap a day. So if they slept, let's just say, from 11 to 11.30, then later in the afternoon, maybe about 3 or 3.30, if you have an errand to run or you're driving home from daycare and they get in the car and they sleep for about 20 to 30 minutes, let them. Okay, it's just a little catnap to push them until it's time for bed. And that is completely okay. Now, it's going to take your child about four to six weeks to become adjusted to a one-nap schedule. The good news is that they're going to keep this one-nap schedule until they're maybe like three years old. So you kind of, you got to hang on to it for quite a while, which is nice. But it's going to be about a month of making this transition. And you might find that as you get to your goal of 12 or 1230, they start to lengthen their nap and it does get better. And you don't have to do that, um, you know, three o'clock joy ride around the neighborhood. That's okay. Now, if you have the chance to do an early bedtime, that's always nice as well. And when I say early bedtime, if your goal is normally 7 p.m. for bedtime, during a nap transition, it's actually quite a wonderful gift to give them an early bedtime, like 6.30, just 30 minutes earlier to help them kind of take the edge off of this overtiredness is okay. That doesn't mean we say it's okay to wake up at 6.30 a.m., but I do want to make sure that they get just a little bit more of that earlier bedtime because it can help even their sleep out. All right, so we've talked about when um, we are going to start to make this change and how long it's going to take. The next thing I want to address is what about those times where you just, you have an appointment in the middle of the day, like life's going to happen. What do you do when it's a one nap schedule and you have to be somewhere in the middle of the day? All right, well, we'll have that one nap in the car. And if that's not in the car and somebody else can do it, great if someone can stay home with your kids. Sometimes I do like to say like, hey, call in those favors to friends who could watch your kid for you so they can have a nap. But if not, and it's inevitable, 
you're just going to have to skip it. And you'll have your kid in the stroller or the car or whatever it is, and they'll nap, you know, kind of piecemeal it together. But definitely, again, coming back with the early bedtime, that's going to be the best gift for your little one. Now, as we look at other what if situations, what if you have a one nap and then your child is waking up still early in the morning? What do you do? How can you get your child who's waking up at five to make it to 12? Well, this is going to be a completely new episode coming out soon on early morning wakes, just digging more. But at this age, I have to do some checks here, okay? So I mentioned and I hinted to episode 25 about all the changes we need to make when your child turns one. I guarantee you, if your little one is having a bedtime feed or they're getting sleepy at bedtime, they're gonna wake up early. So there are things we need to check into at this age. The other thing I wanna look at besides the bedtime feed is developmental stuff. Yeah, I cannot do a two to one nap podcast without talking about the skills your child is learning, right? Because your 12 month old is going through a lot of change. And I want to validate the fact that there is a lot happening. You're going sometimes making the nap change. They're walking, they're eating more solids, you're dropping bottles, you're not doing a bedtime feed like, whoa, Becca, this is too much, slow down. And I get it. It does feel like one week you're doing bottles every three hours, the next week they're drinking from a sippy cup or let's be real, refusing the sippy cup. So it's okay, and it does feel like a lot of change all at once, but let's celebrate the fact that your child is growing, they're thriving, you're doing all the right things. So as we make this transition from two to one nap, I the reason I'm asking you to track it for two weeks if they're rejecting that nap is because a lot of times your little one is learning a new skill like walking, and they're practicing, practicing it in their bed. If they're practicing it in their crib, then they are definitely going to not be napping. So just give them some time because it may even out. But also they're going to have these early morning wake ups because they're excited to get up and literally get going for the day, walking around their crib, all of these things. Really, I want you to hold fast to your morning start time. Okay, if your morning start time is at seven, you're not getting out of bed till seven. Because if your child knows that they could get up early, you get them up, we get our day started early. Okay, fine, you can have that morning nap. I was trying to let it go, but here it is. We're never going to latch on to something that's firm and a schedule. Okay, so I really want you to know that this two to one nap transition is not just about the sleep change. There's a lot of other things that we're trying to do as well. So I want you to check down in the show notes. There are a couple of things that you can look at. There's actually a a screensaver you can save. There's just some things we need to check into. When your child turns one, there's a lot that's happening. It may be time to go to one nap. Maybe it's not. If you're listening to this and you're like, nah, my child is definitely doing great on two naps. They're getting three hours a day Um, between their two naps. They're getting 11 to 12 hours at night. Everything's fine. Keep going. Don't, if it's not broke, don't, don't change it. So you'll know when it's time. It'll be time. But I'm excited for you to jump into this new schedule and then keep it for like the years to come, which is really cool. All right, guys, so much to talk about with sleep. It's always very complex. So again, I want to point you to e-coaching if you've listened to this and you're like, oh, no, my child doesn't sleep independently at all. That's a great way to get started with that. If you are in e-coaching and you've completed it or you are in it right now, I have some really exciting news. I am going to be starting some group Q&A webinars only for families who are in e-coaching or have completed it. These are going to be bi-weekly webinars where you get to hop in in a small group setting, ask 
your questions, have me specifically address them for your situation. And we're going to have these every other week. You can, you can attend them every other week if you want to. They are $25 for these webinars. And you will have an email in your inbox by the end of this week telling you about our upcoming webinars so you can schedule that. They're going to be small groups, so you really got to catch on quick so you can get a spot in them. I'm so excited to share that with you. Okay, guys, thanks so much for being here. I am really looking forward to next week talking a lot about crying and sleep and all the misconceptions and myths that we sometimes have in our head. So sweet dreams. See you next time.